Close your eyes, just for a moment. Now, what do you see? A flowing stream running peacefully through a calm forest. A pair of birds trading stories from their travels through the sky. Two schlubby men wearing graphic tees and recording a podcast. What's this? Oh no, someone is firing a laser gun at them. Who could have done this? Wait, it's Super Mario? Let's go. Oh, how awful. And who's that with him? President Clinton. I do not have sexual relations. Man, this is getting nuts. Better get on with the episode. This has got to recap. Hello, everybody, and welcome back, back to the cast. Got to recap. You know, Brendan, I'm, I'm breaking uh, the formula here a little bit, but every single time I do that intro now, it takes so much out of me to not say back to the cast, Samurai Jack. I actually almost said it when you, when you finished, uh, I think every, <laughs> every time we've done it. Yeah. So I feel that. I expect it, actually. I'm like always waiting for it, and it never comes. One of these times it will come, um, just like the time that we were recording and I said Apu instead of Aku. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I confused it with Abu. Just many layers of right. <laughs> screwing up. <laughs> I don't know that our listeners ever got to hear that um, exchange, but I've really trained myself out of the Apu um, <laughs> exchange. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, welcome back to the show, everybody. Episode seven. Can you believe it, Brendan? I can. I can. Yep. I can't do. Uh, <laughs> Nick Montagani here with Brendan Riley. Uh, yeah, we are back to talk about episode seven of Samurai Jack. This one, a real banger. Oh, yeah. Yep. A classic. I recall this one. I remember liking it. I still like it. <laughs> um, yeah, I will get into it. Um, but this is a good one. Um, and I hope hope everyone enjoyed it, too. I hope everyone's been enjoying the podcast. I actually just want to actually want to address something right now. Um, Some housekeeping. Just a little housekeeping. Uh, I had a little, we had a little exchange on our Instagram account with one of our podcast fans who uh, I essentially tried to bully into getting a tattoo <laughs> of our podcast artwork. Um, just want to go ahead and apologize for putting you on blast. I'm not going to name names, but, uh, you know, sorry to call you out publicly, but I did also just want to say if you don't get that tattoo, um, you're a coward and you're not welcome to listen to our show. <laughs> Uh, he DM'd me a picture of the in progress tattoo and it was very cool. I, I saw that as well. Um, beautiful artwork, uh, and a great subject, I would say, <laughs> um, one that we'll get to very soon in these oncoming episodes. Uh, Brendan, you're a, you're a tattooed gentleman. Yeah, I got a few. If you were going to get a Samurai Jack tattoo, what do you think you would get? I, do you think maybe the obvious one is just like that symbol with the four lines in the square. That's probably the obvious one. But also, I think, like, uh, I probably wouldn't immediately recognize that on somebody as right. like, Although, that's a Samurai Jack thing. That's one for you. That's one for like the fans. So they can be like, hey, yeah, if you know, know you up. know. Uh, but I don't know if I would go with that one. I would probably get like Aku or something like a silhouette. I'm not big on color for tattoos, but mm. I would probably do something with Aku. 
I have no tattoos, but you and me have been talking about the full back tattoo that you're going to draw for me. That's just a face of a woolly. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, uh, the, the elder woolly. Yeah. I appreciate you doing that for me uh, for free too. Um, oh yeah. I, I appreciate Yeah, for sure. That's a big, big help from a good friend. So thanks, bud. No problem. Everybody else, though, if you want a tattoo design, that's going to be uh, $200. That seems like a reasonable rate. I don't know. See, I don't have any tattoos and I don't have any plans to get one. But $200 for a tattoo commission art piece, that seems... Yeah. Well, it wouldn't include the tattoo itself, which would probably run you right, right, right. several hundred dollars on its own. That's true. Um, I don't know why I said that's true. I have no... Again, <laughs> I have no, no concept of that. Um, but, you know, once that full back tattoo is done, uh, we'll post that on our Instagram account for everyone to enjoy. Um, I promise that is definitely a real thing that's going to happen. It's going to happen. Keep an eye out. Follow us on Instagram to, to keep an eye out for it. We'll uh, <laughs> post it someday. Um, I am a little nervous for that, but uh, definitely excited and also excited to recap this great episode of Samurai Jack. Uh, are you ready for it, Brendan? I'm so ready. All right, let's do it. Woo. Watch out. Samurai Jack, episode seven, uh, titled Jack and the Three Blind Archers. Um, soon as I <laughs> saw that this was the episode, like, yeah, definitely got the blood pumping. This is this is what they call an all timer. Oh, yeah. This one's <laughs> very cool. Uh, pretty much from the beginning. Uh, right. This one doesn't doesn't let up. No. Um, and even, you know, I expressed a little disappointment uh maybe not disappointment but definitely a lot of frustration with last week's episode um but you forget that like most of them not most of them but like a lot of these episodes are on the caliber of what what we're going to discuss here um so even even when it gets down a little bit like it picks right back up because mm-hmm. this show's really good yeah this one is this one's like art like this, when i watched this uh yesterday and today again uh I was like, I can't believe this was like a kid's <laughs> show. Like, yeah, this is some like not heavy, but but I don't know what word I'm looking for. But it, it's it's yeah. real artsy stuff. like Sophisticated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you and me are two real intellectuals talking to each other here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm sure everyone would agree. Um, they better. <laughs> uh, episode seven, uh, August 20th, 2001. So like you and me might as well just like drop the whole bit where we talk about the release date of these episodes. Wait, August 20th. Wasn't the last yes. one November? Yes, it was. That year. And then, yeah. And then if you remember correctly, I believe episode four was August 27th. So we're just all. So these are the all calendar. out of order. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, that, that makes a lot of sense. I think. Well, no, it certainly doesn't. Well, <laughs> it doesn't make sense to why they would do it, but it makes sense that uh, they did. Um, uh, sure. <laughs> it's like Firefly, you know, except it doesn't completely destroy this show. Never seen Firefly. Don't care to. Ah, well, you know, it only made like a few episodes uh, because they aired them out of order. And in a serialized show, that's a death sentence. Um, I do love Nathan Fillion, though, just. I'll take in, in whatever I can get, but not Firefly. I'm taking a firm stance here. <laughs> I don't, and I don't know why. Um, but anyway, so as we've done now in several of the episodes already this season, um, the opening shots of this episode are of a forest. Um, I, <laughs> yeah, I've said that several times now. I'm running out of ways to describe it. I guess I'm just going to keep saying we open on scenes in a forest. A serene wooded area with 
brooks and small animals. Here we see uh, the th- squirrel. <laughs> Do you think David Attenborough would appear on our podcast if we asked him to? If we paid him enough, probably, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to pay him. Donate to the Patreon. We'll get David Attenborough. We'll get Phil Lamar <laughs> here. We'll get them both together. It'll be, it'll be amazing. <laughs> yeah. The Patreon that we don't have, but we're going to start to get David Attenborough on our podcast one time. Yeah. That seems reasonable. Um, so anyway, but yeah, we're we're looking over the forest and um, it's this really quiet scene in the forest, but this scene is, it's, it's quiet, but it's full of life because um, we get all these sounds of uh, sort of like wildlife and nature. Um, which is going to obviously be repeated throughout this episode. Um, but uh, in this scene, it's great. Like there's um, some birds calling like off in the fir- forest and like chirping. Um, and we see uh, like rabbits that are running across the forest floor. Um, and then also uh, there's lots of shots of like leaves um, flying around. Uh, in the wind, like mm-hmm. catching on the breeze and kind of rustling against the forest floor. Um, all these like very kind of serene, calm moments in this forest. Yeah, um, very, very quiet. Yeah, it's very peaceful. Um, and we linger on it for a moment. Um, but then the ground starts to shake. We see like these rocks, they start trembling. Um, and the ground starts to shake and out of this calm forest bursts this gigantic tank it's like a dragon shaped yeah right it's got like the face of a dragon and it's decorated with like all of these wooden shields um i've played assassin's creed before um it's <laughs> it's decorated it's decorated in the style of like a viking longship yep um and sure enough uh behind this gigantic tank uh is this large army of these viking looking robots yeah well they're also uh, reminiscent of the Huns that we saw in the first episode. Yeah. They have yeah. the same spears that the Huns are wielding. And then there are a few other times that come up later in the episode that indicate that this might be some weird like Viking Hun infused robot army. But we'll we'll get we'll get back to that. It's a little mishmash of culture. Um but they're they're marching through the forest, uh this this large army um, and amongst them are more of these like Viking longships with dragon heads that are like <laughs> just shooting fireballs. Yeah, it's it's real Mad Max Fury Road at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> yeah, I expected one of them to be playing a guitar on top of uh, like the mast. <laughs> that would have been sick. <laughs> um, that's a great movie, but that's a weird thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I love uh, that movie though. <laughs> um. Yeah, they're 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 like marching through. Um, the sound again in this scene is really great. Like there's this cool music playing um, with the that's like in time with the marching robots. Like their boots are pounding against the ground, like in rhythm with the music. Yeah, um, some real great sound design in this episode. Like the whole yeah. all the way through. We're just gonna keep saying that. Um, and can you blame us? <laughs> I can. <laughs> We like focus in on the faces of some of these robots and yeah, they're, they've got like a weird design. They've got like these permanent angry eyes, like these green angry eyes. Um, and they're wearing like horned Viking helmets. Uh, they're also missing teeth, which is weird that they even gave them teeth in the first place if they're robots. Yep. Uh, they're all missing the exact same teeth <laughs> as as if that's uh, that's the manufacturing. <laughs> like that's how they're built 
<laughs> right. I, I had that same thought too. Like in some shots, they are all missing the same teeth. And then it cuts to some other shots and like some of them are missing different teeth, but the other ones in that same shot are missing the same teeth. Yeah. So it's like the, it's like the variations on the models are which teeth they have and which teeth they don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you tell what version it is. Right. Makes sense. Um, and yeah, they're they're marching and they're carrying weapons like a lot of them have guns that are in the shape of dragons, which mm-hmm. are pretty badass. Which which uh, is also another thing that kind of reminded me of like it's like the the cannons in Mulan, the the dragon yeah. cannons they use, kind of similar to those. I didn't watch the live action Mulan, did you? I did. Yeah, I did oh, not. That's a, care that's a, for it. You know what? That's <laughs> all right. We don't have to get into that. <laughs> we can. I could spend a long time telling you <laughs> why that movie was so disappointing. I don't think I have a unique perspective on anything, but uh, especially the. <laughs> live action disney movies um so we'll we'll save that for the next the next podcast we do <laughs> for the next series we're going to go through all the live action disney movies we'll compare oh, them to their cartoon counterparts yeah but they're they're marching along they're like escorting siege weaponry like all these big weapons and vehicles and stuff mm-hmm. um there's a few oddballs but i think the weirdest one is there's like a car that's running on saw blades <laughs> yeah yeah it's got like three saw blades sticking out of it like I don't really know. Arms. Yeah, I don't really know how that's supposed to propel itself. Uh, I don't know. Even if it did, it would just dull the saw blades and they'd be useless as weapons. I, I don't know. It seems really half baked. Yeah, seems like a mistake. But, um, you know, they're taking it into some sort of battle here. So good, good luck to them. I'm sure it'll work out. Yeah, it can be fine. Uh, did you see how many there were? There's no way anybody could beat that oh, yeah, many yeah, robots. Yeah. yeah. And and at the back of this gigantic pack of robots and weird machines um there's this like gigantic long ship um that's got like all these weird robot claws and attachments on it um and we see that riding on that long ship is there's a real uh viking like mm-hmm. a real human riding on it um it kind of zooms in on his face and it looks like he's been through some serious shit like oh, yeah. before this battle like, he he's doesn't got one look, eye yeah he doesn't look good his face is all fucked up um, he kind of looks like Papyrus from Undertale if he was still alive, but just barely. <laughs> Maybe he is that same character. He lost his eye from too many japes. <laughs> um, yeah, he he doesn't look too good, but they they they're marching through the forest and they reach the edge of the forest and they reach a clearing. And in the middle of this clearing, there's this lone tower, like the stone tower just standing in the middle of the clearing. Um, and they pause and it gets quiet again. And we see they're all kind of just standing there looking at this tower and it kind of pans over the army a little bit and pans past the tower. Um, it pans past <laughs> like a robot. I think a robot licks its lips. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> which is. It's the same technology gross. as the dog, uh, the flying dog things. Oh, God. I was <laughs> hoping there was no reentry. We're bringing it for back. That, but I, I guess I set myself up for that. <laughs> Can't let it go. Um, so yeah, they're 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 like kind of in a standoff, like looking at this tower. And then after a long pause, um, the the real Viking man he yells charge, um, and they're about to rush into battle. And <laughs> there's actually like a like a satyr or like a fawn yeah. that's amongst them it that just blows kind of like a battle horn. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really weird. <laughs> it came out of nowhere, and then you never see him again. All right, 
Yeah, it, it, it was completely unexpected and doesn't fit like the theme of this army at all. <laughs> I think I think one of the animators just drew like a badass satyr and was like, oh, I want to put this in an episode somewhere. And this We're was keeping the only chance it. they had. Yeah. <laughs> the, the creative director tried really hard to get rid of it, but that guy was adamant that it stays in. <laughs> in any case, uh, they they yeah, they rush into battle um, and they rush into this clearing uh, all the robots do, and they make it about halfway through the clearing when it, it it cuts back to the top of the tower. And from the top of the tower, this just massive sea of red arrows starts flying out from the top of it. It's like completely blots out the sky with all these red arrows. And they start raining down on these robots, and we get this long montage sequence of robots just getting completely flooded with arrows and exploding it's pretty brutal uh there's a lot of (laughs) again there's a lot of violent imagery that if these weren't robots it would be pretty messed up (laughs) and the innards of the robots whenever we see them which is a few times are like bright red (laughs) they're not messing around I'm pretty sure that one of the robots picks up its arm and starts kind of slowly walking around like the opening scene in uh, Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> I didn't notice, but I would believe that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's just like this this scene of carnage, like all these arrows flying out of the air and exploding into these robots. Um, they they start like taking apart those big weapons and machines that they had brought with them. Um uh, we see that arrows actually like deflate the treads in yeah. one of the tanks. That's not how treads work. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think that's how they designed tanks. That's how these guys did. <laughs> I'm no. I'm no military expert. Um, but I. I thought that was a little odd. Um, but yeah, they they they're just like raining arrows, and at first it's just kind of like sheer volume of arrows is what's kind of doing them in. But then the shots start to get like a little more precise. Um, like some of the arrows fly inside of this other tank and like fill the body of one of the robots and it falls forward onto the controls of the tank and like oh, yeah. blows up a bunch of other ones in front of it with like the cannons. Yeah, the it's tank. got these two giant like photon cannons on the side of it and it just wipes out right. a whole like yeah. squad. Right. Um, yeah, like a very precise shot like takes him out and then he takes out a bunch of the other robots and like they're like cutting like axes in half that are then like slicing th- through the bodies of other ones. Oh, well, that's, uh, that's a, uh, it's another tank and it's just like a little tank with a single robot riding on it. And there's two <laughs> arms with axes that just keep like swinging <laughs> pretty ineffectively as it rides through this storm of arrows. It's like Bart <laughs> and Lisa approaching each other. If you get hit, it's your own fault. <laughs> um, yeah, but that that machine doesn't work out too good because uh, the, the arrows just completely decimate it. Um, and yeah, there's just this long scene of them getting fucked up with all these really super sharp red arrows. Um, it goes on for a while. And then after it's over, uh, it kind of blacks out a little bit. And then the camera, it, it picks up and pans over just this robot corpse graveyard. Yeah, uh, it's that again, it's pretty brutal. Some of them have like arrows sticking out of their eyes and yeah. Ugh. It's grisly. Um, and and we we linger on it for a while and it, it pans over all these big mountains of robot bodies and then and then it it slowly pans up that tower and then this awesome like quiet music starts to kick in as it pans up the tower and it goes all the way to the top and there's these three figures at the top of the tower, these three dark 
figures that are human-ish, but not human. They look like weird creatures mm-hmm. that are standing there holding bows. Um, and if we didn't know that the title was The Three Blind Archers, we would have assumed that there was like some kind of crazy weaponry at the top of this tower that was firing this many arrows. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the reveal that it's these three weird dudes with bows, um, super cool. So from the scene, it cuts to um, that human Viking, the real man, mm-hmm. the real boy. <laughs> um, he's sitting in a chair next to a fire, um, and he's actually telling a story, sort of recounting the events that we've just seen. Um, he's recounting that to another alien who's listening to them. Um, we can kind of hear behind them that they're on a ship, like we hear the sounds of a creaking ship. And yeah, he's kind of explaining the story of of what happened and says, you know, I was the only survivor of that day. Um, and the other alien asks him, you know, what's what's at the top of that tower that is worth losing an entire army for? Um, and the Viking man says that at the top of it, there's, there's a mystical well, which he actually calls the Well of King Osric, which I looked up and that's not a real king. Oh, no. No. Um, you know, sometimes they like to sneak in little historical tidbits, but this yeah. was not one of them. I, and you couldn't expect it to once like we get a good proper look at the archers. You could have expected it to be some sort of right reference to something. Right. Um, but yeah, it's the the well of King Osric, which he says is, um, you know, this mystical well that whoever is able to reach it, uh, the well will grant them one wish, whatever whatever they want. And as he's explaining this, uh, we actually see that behind them, sort of off to the side, is Jack. Um, he's on this boat with them, and he's sitting near them, listening to him tell the story, and he's wearing this straw hat that's yep. like covering his face. Um, so he looks like this mysterious traveling stranger. Yeah, he's got he's got a Ronin getup going on. Right. Um, yeah, he's 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 kind of obscured a little bit. Um, and we see uh, as the Vikings telling the story and says that, yeah, it will like grant whatever wish. Um, it, it kind of cuts the camera cuts like under his hat and we're kind of like seeing through the straw at Jack's eyes and his eyes like narrow as he says that his wish could be granted. Mm-hmm. That caught his attention for sure. Yeah. Understandable. <laughs> and, and as the Vikings telling the story, this little man shows up, uh, and yells at the Viking is like, Hey, God damn it, Jerry. Stop telling these <laughs> stories again. He like tells him like, are you telling stories again? Yeah, telling stories out of class, old man. <laughs> yeah. He like scolds him. He actually, he tells him to get out of, he tells him to get out of the, out of the great cons chair. So mm-hmm. again, it's yeah, like this weird Hun Viking mishmash that we were talking about. This mixture, which I, I don't know. I, I guess you could see that sort of thing. They're very similar, but one was right. the plains and one was the oceans. So why not one put was them the together? Plains. One was the trains, one was the automobiles. Yeah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, that was dumb. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he kind of yells him, like tells him to get back to work. And then we actually see the Vikings pushing around like a little janitor moth that's got like little squeaky wheels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he's nobody important here. <laughs> Just a janitor on the boat. <laughs> um, yeah, it's this funny reveal of him, like this lowly servant on the boat. Um, but he's like mopping up and, uh, Jack taps him on the shoulder and he asks him if that tower he was describing is real. And the Viking says, uh, yeah, yeah, it is real. Actually, we're <laughs> passing it 
right now. <laughs> and then we look out the window and it's like <laughs> framed perfectly in the window. Like, yeah, there it yeah. is right there. We, we just happen to we just happen to always be circling it in case anybody <laughs> asks. Yeah. So either the two scenarios are they're always just there or uh, he likes to tell this story when he knows that the boat is getting close to this island. Maybe um, it's a racket. Maybe he's like a, <laughs> he's he's doing a scam here. Right. Maybe he works for those archers and is like trying to get more people killed. He's got a watch. It's worth three hundred dollars. Could you just hold on to it for him? <laughs> uh, it's a weird. It's a weird thing. Uh, no matter what it is, uh, but yeah, he he like points out the window at the snowy island in the the distance. So that's convenient. Um, and Jack Jack thanks him and is about to walk away. We actually the the Viking has like an arrow sticking out of his head, like one of those red arrows sticking yeah, out of his head. It looks pretty he, deep in his helmet. <laughs> yeah, he's essentially Happy Gilmore's boss. With the, the nail in his head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the the Viking, he begs Jack not to go to this island because Jack is about to leave. And he says, you know, those there was only three of those archers. Uh, they destroyed my entire entire army. And you're only one man. Um, and, and Jack says, I know how to count. And then he says, you can count on me waiting for you in the parking <laughs> lot. Bring it back. Happy Gilmore memes for days. Do you think I've reached my happy Gilmore quota for this episode? I don't know. I think we're going to have to do a few more. Um, we'll we'll come back to it later. When the night closes in. <laughs> That's about all I remember. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He's begging Jack not to go. And uh, and Jack Jack's kind of not listening to him. That well could get me home. There are other ways to get home. Not for me. Whoa. I know. Jack's not going to listen to it. He's he's going to that island no matter what. Um, <laughs> it's funny because then it actually cuts to like this little shot of Jack heading to the island on this little like dinghy that's yeah. in the shape of one of the long ships. <laughs> it's like a rubber raft with a tiny <laughs> little motor on the back of it. Uh, yeah. And it's got like the, the dragon's head sticking off the front. Um and it, it reminded me a lot of there's an episode of Futurama where Fry has to ride this little like children's like rocket thing called Scooty Puff Jr. And it, it very much reminded me of Scooty Puff Jr. That sounds familiar. Um, whoever designed that dinghy for the episode definitely was having like the time of their lives. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is this is hilarious. That was very and, funny. And they were right. Yep. Yep. Totally uh, worth it. <laughs> So Jack reaches the island and he starts walking through the snowy forest. Um, it's another really quiet scene of him just kind of mm. trekking through the snow. This also kind of indicates that uh, some time has passed since the robots were there because it was not right. snowy when we first saw this place. Right. Uh, yeah. He's 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 walking through the snow and uh, it's 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 quiet and we can hear like his footsteps very clearly crunching in the snow. Um, we get the sounds of like sounds of like more wildlife and, and and wind and like the flowing water stuff like that and jack keeps walking and he walks past this tree that says go back yeah it's, it, it's like the really snow weird. was blown onto it in that pattern i had the same exact thought like it said it says go back and there's a skull pattern on it like the punisher uh but it's like written in snow yeah like so a like, snow drift like what like when it blows against trees and sticks to them Right. So either some kind of mystical snow 
spirit has written this on a tree to protect travelers or like somebody did come to this tower but thought better of it and said, you know what? I'm going to leave a message. What do I have to write with? Oh, I got snow. <laughs> or it's the archers just having a good time. They like to play in the snow. <laughs> well, they're bored. You know, they're up there. If nobody's going to come and try to get to the well, you know, why not have a little a little snow day? Yeah, they got to occupy their time somehow. That's also why we see, yeah, snow angels in the shape of weird dogs. <laughs> yeah, with big place. ears. <laughs> um, in any case, uh, Jack reaches that same clearing where the, where the tower is, and he observes that all those robot corpses are still there, um, still filled with arrows, but they're all covered in snow. So yeah, just just like you said, it it does seem like some time has passed. Mm-hmm. We see the robots are kind of rusted now, right? Um, yeah, they they've they've been here for a little while, um, but Jack. He, he kind of witnesses this for a moment and he, he pauses for a second and kind of thinks, um, but he doesn't really know what he's up against. Um, and he he lowers his arms from his sleeves. <laughs> yeah, it's very silly. <laughs> <laughs> they like <It's> slide out. <laughs> yeah, makes you wonder how he was holding his arms before he did that. Just yeah, <laughs> kind of like up. He's got, like, you can't really see it on the podcast. Going on, yeah. Right. He's holding them up in a very T-Rex kind of fashion. Um, <laughs> Which is weird. I don't know why he does that. Jack's a weird dude, um, but we love him. Um, but yeah, he he lowers his arm slowly, and then he takes just one very slow step. And as soon as he puts his foot down, a single arrow just lands right between his toes. Yeah, yeah. I think it looks like he spreads his toes right at the last second. Right. It's very thing. dexterous of him. Although we did see what he can do with his feet in the Woolies episode. So I guess he's, he's got like monkey feet. Yeah, Jack's got great, good, great footwork uh i'd love to see his feet more uh, in these episodes <laughs> that's my thing um <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> do you want to talk about that anymore no i'm good <laughs> we can okay. move on we'll come back to it later <laughs> um yeah he he takes one other step with his free foot and as soon as he puts it down three arrows fly down and land between his toes mm-hmm. the scene is again like so quiet it's great and he he then very slowly picks up his foot and like calculates like putting it down on the ground and just as he places it down very very slowly he pulls his foot away as like a bunch of arrows just land immediately where his foot had been yeah right in the print all of them making contact right um and he kind of jumps away from this uh, and jumps in the air, and when he, he lands, he looks up at the tower, and those same three black figures kind of appear. Um, and there's this cool close-up shot of one in, one of them, like, knocking an arrow on its bow and drawing it back. Mm-hmm. Um, really good creak sound effect as it draws. Right. Um, it, it draws the arrow, and uh, at, before it releases it, uh, Jack's sleeve starts to blow in the breeze a little bit. And as that happens, that figure's ears, we see it's got like these pointy ears sticking up. Uh, One of them twitches and then it releases the arrow and it slices Jack's sleeve, like clean off. Mm -hmm. Um, And a bunch of arrows start raining down at him and actually pin him to a tree that's behind him. As this happens, one single arrow starts slowly. It like slows down and it's approaching his face and going straight for his face. Um, And before anything happens, it cuts to commercial. Uh, don't you hate it when God they do that? Damn it. Now I got to watch all these Nerf ads and Polly Pocket ads. <laughs> I 
I wish there were Nerf ads and Polly Pocket ads on my HBO Max <laughs> version of these episodes. I'd be down for it. Or like fake ads like in um, Grindhouse, the the, yes. the double feature where it had all those fake movies in the middle. Those are some great fake ads. Um, I recently played Journey to the Savage Planet, which also has some really great fake ads for like these disgusting looking food products. <laughs> um, love a good fake advertisement. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it cuts to commercial. And when it cuts back, uh, the arrow is sticking in Jack's forehead and he's dead. Mm hmm. And that's it. That's the end of the show. And then we cut to Aku laughing for the next 15 minutes while the show wraps up. We've had a great time making this show for you. Um, stick around for our next project, which is going to be the live action Disney movie thing. Yeah. Oh, man. These Jack dies jokes never get old. <laughs> I'll never get sick of them. Just like I'm sure our listeners won't. <laughs> Keep them um, coming. <laughs> I'm full of them, baby. You can't stop me. Uh, no, Jack does not die. Um, he flicks... Jack flicks his bick, essentially. He, uh, <laughs> he like, flicks his thumb uh, against his sword and, like, flicks the sword up slowly out of the sheath. Uh, and it, it, like, passes right in front of his face. And as the arrow approaches, like, it perfectly cuts the arrow right in half and, like, the two halves fly away. This is uh, maybe the coolest shot in the show so far. Oh, my God. So it, he flicks it out and we see it go up and then we cut to a three panel thing. We got one where he's kind of leaning back in like a Jojo stance and the blades just coming up out of his sheath. Oh, and then we get the third uh, angle and we see the bow split kind of like it did in the first episode when they were practicing with Robin Hood it just splits and just completely misses his face. I think we see that from the top. Oh, man, what a what a scene. Jack's cool as a fucking cucumber. Yeah. In this <laughs> moment. This is so badass. <laughs> yeah. Um, very well, very well played by Jack. Um, yeah, he slices it right in half of the sword, um, and, and frees himself from the tree and kind of hides behind it. Um, and there's all these arrows that shoot through it and they're sticking out from the other side, uh, like kind of on the side where Jack is like, they just narrowly miss him. Um, yeah. And that's a lot of power behind those arrows. If they made it all the way through that tree trunk, he, yeah, I think he kind of like observes them for a minute and yeah, they're obviously extremely sharp. Um, he kind of like thinks for a second and then he looks up in the sky and sees the bright sun shining down on them. And he comes up with what would be a pretty good idea. Um, and he pulls out his sword and starts running back into the clearing with his sword held high above his head to catch the light of the sun. Um, and he's trying to, looks like he's trying to blind the archers with the sunlight. Mm -hmm. Um, and great idea, but they keep shooting arrows at him and he like has to dive out of the way and like does like a combat roll to avoid the arrows coming at him mm -hmm. um, and starts slicing them out of the air. Right. He does like a few quick swipes of his sword and like cuts them all up really quickly and then jumps back behind the tree. Um, so that didn't work. No, uh, not not at all. In fact, no. if only he'd read the title of the episode, he would have known. Uh, we're we're as as always we're 10 steps ahead of jack here <laughs> jack in this moment he kind of thinks about it and he takes off that straw hat that he's been wearing and holds it out from behind the tree like all we see is jack's hand with a hat he starts like waving it back and forth just kind of innocently and nothing happens um, but then he drops the hat to the ground and it just makes the tiniest little noise falling against the snow and they just fill it with arrows. Yeah. Completely destroy the hat. Right.
but yeah, this this little test that he's done, uh, he gets it now. He he gets exactly what's happening. Um, and then he looks back up at the tower and it zooms in on them, and we we finally all get a good look at these these creatures at the top of the tower. Um, they're these black jackal creatures that all kind of look like the Egyptian god Anubis. Yeah, very, very reminiscent of Anubis. Yeah, that's that's definitely what they're going for here, um, as evidenced by other things later on in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're like these black jackal things, um, and they've got these ears that stand straight up on the top of their heads. They're like these tall, skinny figures, but they have these, these black ears, um, and their eyes are completely blank white circles. Like there's no pupils, there's nothing. Um, so yeah, we we already knew this, but now Jack has figured out like these dudes are blind and hearing everything I do, this is yeah, this is what's up. Mm-hmm. Jack has to think on his battle plan and it cuts away from the scene and cuts to a waterfall somewhere in the forest. Um Jack is sitting under the waterfall meditating um, and he's wearing his samurai diapy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and let's not forget that it's also there is snow on the ground. So it is very cold. It's freezing. Uh, yeah. And he's just sitting under this waterfall in his underwear. It could be like a nice hot springs. Like we don't know. Or he's just, yeah, he's Jack. <laughs> this means nothing to Jack. Like cold water is nothing in the face of sharp red arrows. Yeah, it's got to be careful. If he sits under the waterfall too long and trains too hard, all his hair will fall out. That's true. Um, is that what happened to you? Yeah. Oh, you're doing this again. <laughs> uh, for the listeners at home, Brendan is bald. <laughs> Editor's note. Yeah. So Jack is he's he's sitting under this waterfall and just thinking silently with his eyes closed. Um, and then he recalls this scene of his training um, where he's actually doing the martial art training with like those Tibetan monks um, that we had seen during the montage in the very first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, he's doing this this martial arts training with them, and he's wearing a blindfold, um, and some of the other monks are fighting him, and they kind of like rough him up a little bit. Like they, they get in a few shots and knock him to the ground. And Jack is very frustrated by this. Yeah, he seems um, pretty pissed about it, actually. <laughs> yeah, he's not having a good time, and he's frustrated. He like rips off his blindfold, and he says, uh, he says, it's no use. No one can fight like this. And as he says this, we actually see that amongst them is this elder monk um, who's wearing like these fine robes. And yeah, clearly like the elder trainer, He Jack calls him his Sifu. Um, and he says to Jack that, you know, great warriors, the greatest warriors fight with all of their senses. Um, so if you're going to learn to fight, uh, you must learn how to do this so you can fight your opponents on any level, he says. And then it cuts back to Jack sitting under this waterfall and his eyes open up and he says, I must fight on their level. And so I know. (laughs) And so uh, the next scene, this scene is great. Um, Jack is in a different, maybe a slightly different part of the forest. He's still not wearing any clothes. Um, Seems like a mistake. It's very important. He's got to, he's going to be able to hear. You can't, you can't hear when you're wearing clothes. It really makes it difficult. I hear through my skin, sir. I don't, I don't know about you. Maybe you're some kind of alien. 
Uh, I can hear every word you're saying because I'm not wearing any clothes, which no one listening to this <laughs> podcast can prove otherwise. Yeah, but uh, unfortunately, I have to sit here with it. Is it unfortunate? <laughs> yeah, very. I, 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 I got you good, you fucker. <laughs> That's for the bald joke, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I regret nothing. Um, yeah, Jack is in this forest and he puts on a blindfold. And as he does this, the screen goes completely black. We get this beautiful scene of Jack just listening. Yeah, so the screen is completely black, but then we see that there's like a deer's hoof that starts scratching at the ground and again, it's 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 all black, and it's scratching at the snow. It's the ground, which is the snow, and it's kind of uncovering this little bit of grass that's underneath the snow. And we barely see anything but the deer and this little tuft of grass, but we can hear everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and the deer eats the grass. There's another one just off to the side doing the same thing. Um, and then from here, it fades to a fully black, silent screen. Um, which is how this whole scene plays out. After that, it's we hear the wings of a bird flapping, and there are these two birds sitting on a tree branch, kind of like making calls and like flapping their wings at each other, yeah, like signaling to each other, ruffling their feathers. Right. It fades back into black, and then it it fades back in, and we can hear the wind blowing against the tops of these trees. We see these these trees sticking out from the forest, and above them, there's these, these white clouds just slowly drifting across like a bright blue sky. It's like such a hard scene to describe. <laughs> uh, it's cool because it's like we're, we're getting a visualization of the sounds. So like anything that's right. not making a sound, we don't see at all. But right. we can clearly see based on the sound profile like exactly what is around. It's it's so cool how they do this whole scene. Yeah, it's like beautiful. It is like art. Like this whole thing is like just incredible. Um, from that scene, it kind of melts away. And then we see a single drop of water like falling into a pool that we don't even see that the pool is there until the water reaches into like this blackness and ripples start coming out from mm-hmm. the middle of it. Um, and, and it, it kind of cuts, like it pans up a little bit and there's just like a, a, like an icicle or like a little bit of snow that's melting just one drop at a time into this pool. And we can just hear, yeah, every single drop just slowly falling in and the, and the ripples emanating from the middle of this, this pool. And then from there, uh, there's a flowing stream that's, uh, kind of like got like rocks and, and fallen trees in it. And it's just ever flowing like past all of these, these things obstructing the water mm-hmm. um and and then from there is uh the maybe the weirdest part of this <laughs> montage yeah. this is where um, it kind of started to feel like oh, all right this is going on a bit long i think it's like they ran out of things to listen to it's like well there's a bunch of snow around so i guess we'll do this yeah might as well um, <laughs> But it's it's these extreme close-up shots of, like, these snowflakes slowly falling through the air, and they're making, like, these little tingly noises as they fall, like, these little sounds of, like, it's almost like wind chimes. like Very, these, these, very deep wind chimes. Right. <laughs> Which I think might be because we're seeing it in slow motion, but. Right. Um, but it's, like, this very delicate moment of these, these snowflakes 
just slowly drifting through the air and then violently like shattering as they they land on the ground like the crystals of them just exploding mm-hmm. um so we're hearing the tingles and like the, sh- the shattering snowflakes uh, against the ground um and then we kind of see like a little snow cloud of like all these these snowflakes falling and it's making that same tingly noise that's the last kind of moment of this this scene and it fades back to black again and when it fades back into the scene we're seeing all of these same objects and animals and like the the trees and the snow we're seeing all of these things that we had just heard but now we're seeing them kind of fully realized in full color Mm -hmm. like they were all here in the moment um, but jack was just listening and able to pick them out with just his ears um and it actually cut there's like a close-up of Jack's ear that is just sharply tuned into them. And then it cuts over to the rest of Jack's face where he's wearing that blindfold. And he just very quietly says, I am ready. Oh, yeah. So Jack mastered this in like 30 seconds. Well, you know, he had a little training in it before, but he had to sort of remember uh, the the lessons from his Sifu. Um, mm-hmm. But um that scene alone, this whole episode is great, but like that scene alone is just like incredible. Like even just recounting it now, like I had chills just thinking about it. Yeah, um, it's a beautiful scene. The this show, like being able to pull off like such quiet moments like that, that like really take a lot of you like kind of just focusing in on like this is this is what they're trying to do here on this animated children's television show and like they're just completely nailing it yeah they're going for it uh, and it also really punctuates like the high action of the rest of the episode it's right. like they can go from these these really intense highs to these really like peaceful lows uh pretty effectively yeah um it's it's masterful sort of what they do here um but yeah from that scene jack jack says he's ready um and it cuts back to that tower and Jack is standing at the edge of the forest, uh, and he has his blindfold on. He's still not wearing any clothes. No, um, which maybe just thinking about it now, maybe it's because it makes too much noise. We'll go. I think we should go with that. I guess the the gentle breeze blowing his sleeve was enough for them to like pin him against a tree. So yeah. I'll, I'll I'll buy into it a little bit. Um, at least we get to see Jack wearing his diaper. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's standing at the edge of the forest and we see that those those creatures are still standing guard at the top of the tower. Um, and there's a pause for a minute. And then Jack just starts running straight for the tower. Um, and their ears, the creature's ears, they kind of pick up Jack's sound um, and they start to fire arrows at him again. Uh, but Jack's listening now too. You know, he's blindfolded and he's he's listening in and he can kind of He's fighting on their level, just like he said he had to, um, and he's able to easily dodge these incoming arrows. He doesn't even really have to do anything. He just kind of can intuit like where they are based on sound alone. Yeah, we see some close-ups of them, and we hear like the rushing wind sound of them flying right. through the air. Yeah, Jack is he's avoiding these arrows, and he actually makes it all the way um, to the tower. Like they panic and they just unload this massive volley of arrows but he he dodges all of them and makes it to the base of the tower and we can't even see jack anymore um and the the creatures they're kind of freaking out a little bit this is probably the first time this has ever happened yeah Uh, (laughs) they can't even hear jack anymore and their ears start turning around in like every direction like going back and forth and they're making like these weird little scanning noises yeah like little satellite dishes it's pretty good yeah 
they're they're like kind of trying to find Jack and he's he's being completely silent uh but one of them finally picks up on the Jack's noise as he's reached the top of the tower and it like shoots an arrow at him but he jumps above it and jumps high up into the air so he's not making any noise but then lands down in the middle of all three of them he like perfectly lands yeah. right between all three of the equidistant archers. from all of them convenient for what happens next yeah <laughs> Um, calculated (laughs) he lands between them and they pick up on his noise and they all fire arrows at him at the exact same moment and then it cuts back into slow motion as we watch these three arrows slowly approach jack's face and they get real close to his face um, and we see his ears again. He's listening to these arrows coming at him. And yeah, just like you said, we hear like the rushing wind past these arrows. Like we can hear the ruffling of like the feathers on mm-hmm. the arrows. Jack's got it all figured out uh, and knows exactly where these arrows are as he ducks his head out of the way just as these arrows arrive. It actually looks like <laughs> – looks to me like he's going to headbutt them. That's the arrows are coming at him. He's just like, fuck these arrows and smacks them with his forehead. That would probably work. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I blocked that arrow with my face. <laughs> Some would say, yeah, the most effective arrow fighting technique is <laughs> – let it let it hit you, but be ready for it. Yeah, as long as you're prepared. Um, yeah, he he ducks out of the way, and uh, the arrows. Uh, these are some damn. I mean, we already knew they were they were damn good archers, but like they've they've perfectly collided these arrows like right on a point. Like all three of the arrows just like immediately collide in midair, like directly on the tips of each one yep. of them. Um, which is a great shot, but luckily, you know, Jack headbutted them out of the way um, but they yeah they collide and they instantly ricochet back into the archers and they strike each one of them right in the chest um and jack removes his blindfold because he's he knows he's defeated them um they're kind of like pulsing with this energy um and as they do that that black color that's on them because they're completely jet black, mm-hmm. um, but the black color starts to slowly melt off of their bodies and reveals that they're not like these dark creatures. They're like these three humanish, like human men. Yeah, human human adjacent kind of creatures. Yeah, yeah. characters. Um, <laughs> if if you want to pass them as humans in this world, I I I guess I'll. I'll let it slide. I, I, yeah, I'm not sure if I want to. <laughs> they're like they're uh, like really big, and they got like extremely round heads. Right. Uh, there's something funny about them. Yeah, they're they're weirdos. Um, but the the color melts off of them, and it we actually see it's like this black goo that's like on the floor, and it starts creeping its way across the floor mm-hmm. and into this bubbling cauldron like this bubbling well they have a shape that's similar to aku but it, it right they look almost like uh like they're like pillars but and they've got those horns that aku has but they're not quite the same so i don't think this is aku but i think it's related somehow i yeah i had the same thought because we don't this is another episode where we don't get any aku moments which is a shame um, but yeah, they're they're definitely reminiscent. Like they're made of Aku stuff. Like they seem like whatever Aku is. Maybe yeah. this, maybe this is the same kind of like potentially he cursed the well um, or something. Yeah, because it seems to me like he likes to have these things around that like kind of give people <laughs> hope. Like things people can waste their lives trying to get to. 
Yeah, he's such a tease. Yeah. Um, especially in the last episode, he just wouldn't give it up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the, the black gunk like goes into this cauldron, like this bubbling cauldron that's off to the side. Um, and the, the, the human ish figures, they, they start to speak. And one of them says like, uh, where, like, where am I? Like, what's happening? Um, and it doesn't have any eyes, but then like these black eyes slowly appear on its face. Um, and it can see again. Um, and then we kind of get a better shot of these dudes. And yeah, they're, they're, they're these weird, <laughs> like, t- like really tall humanish people mm-hmm. with big circular bald heads, um, like perfectly circular with these really long necks. Um, and their heads kind of look like penises. Uh, <laughs> that's a reference that I won't explain to you. Oh, good. <laughs> um yeah they they they've got like these weird heads and they've got like these little egyptian beards like those skinny egyptian beards that are like, like the wrapped. wrapped ones yeah yeah like a pharaoh's beard um it's kind of just a weird choice but they ran with it yeah so we can just kind of assume that they came from some kind of egypt like sure. place here on uh aku earth planet egypt i think they came from yeah but yeah they they're finally free and they uh, they see that Jack is there and they thank him for breaking them free from their curse is what they said. Um, and they've actually got like these very grandiose voices. They're like, thank you, Jack. Well, I don't think they call him Jack. <laughs> yeah. Th- like, no, they know. Thank you, Samurai Jack. <laughs> thank you, Samurai Jack. Do you have to get back? I'm pretty sure this guy is voiced by the guy who plays um, Commander Zavala in Destiny. Uh, he sounds exactly like him. They've got, yeah, their their voices are cool. They're like these over-the-top, grandiose, very booming voices. You have broken our curse. We thank you. I have come to make a wish at this well. The well is yours. And they're like, yeah, go for it, bud. <laughs> have at it. They seem, they seem kind of scummy, actually. We saw what just happened. <laughs> right. But Jack apparently already forgot. Well, uh, this is this is Jack we're talking about. <laughs> he's he's very uh, singularly focused. There's not a lot going on upstairs for for this samurai, except for great listening. Um, but yeah, he he's approaches the well, and then this the bubbly voice starts to speak out of the the well. It's like, "Hey, Jack, come get some of this shit." <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Did you sample that from the episode? Yeah, uh, when it says, hey, Jack, come and get some of the shit. <laughs> yeah, wow. Because also the well knows Jack by name. Everybody knows Samurai Jack. Yeah, there's there's new posters around. Yeah, it it like says to Jack to, you know, approach him and, and speak his wish and it will grant Jack's wish. And Jack says, uh, my quest has finally come to an end, which I'm pretty sure is something that he says many times going forward. It kind of seems like it's going to be an every episode thing. I think it is like a running gag, if I'm remembering yeah. correctly, is my quest has finally come to an end, which, of course, is not the case. Um, he's about to make his wish and the the Egyptian dudes stop him. They kind of like warn him and they're like, hey, wait a minute. Uh, before you do that, um, you should know that any wish granted comes with a price is what they say. Yeah. Um, very monkey's paw. Exactly. Um, they They tell him that they had reached the well and made their wish to become great warriors which they did become um but it said they said that the well 
uh, robbed them of their sight and their minds and basically like made them like enslaved to the well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Jack doesn't take this news very well. Um, that's a well. Hey, I said well when I was talking about oh, the well. That was a good, that was a good pun. <laughs> hey, how about that? This is a, this is a pretty good podcast. This is quality content right here. <laughs> um, yeah, Jack, Jack doesn't take that very well. He kind of looks away from them and just starts like melting down. Um, it's like this great close up shot on his face as he starts like trembling and he's gritting his teeth like really tightly mm-hmm. and like his face is all scrunched, scrunched up and he's got like these bad angry eyes. Like he is so pissed. He's like, yeah, oh, he- I finally came to the end of my quest. Oh, psych. He's furious about that. <laughs> this is a tough break for Jack. Um, and he, he's like this for a minute, like in this, this state. But then he, he pulls out his sword and he yells at this well and tells it that it, it, it won't claim another innocent, he says. Uh, and he says, I wish thee destroyed. Mm-hmm. As he brings his sword down into the well. Yeah. Plunges it straight into this inky black goo. Um, and there's like a bright white explosion. And then from that explosion, this this inky blackness starts shooting straight up into the sky. Mm-hmm. This is another great shot. Yeah, it's it's so cool as it like fills the sky with like these spirally black clouds mm-hmm. um, that kind of like hover above them for a moment. And then they kind of just dissipate and fade away. Um, and they it cuts back to those those three Egyptian dudes staring at Jack in shock. Um, as he just slowly sheathes his sword. Um, and then from there, it cuts directly to him just walking away quietly through the snow, away from this tower, just away from the scene. And they, they are remarking on what has just happened. They, they say, uh, one of them says the greatest of warriors. And another one says a noble spirit. Mm-hmm. And then the last one says such sacrifice. Wow. And. So noble, such sacrifice. Much, much samurai. <laughs> um, and yeah, Jack just is walking back into this forest away from the tower, and that is how the episode ends. Yeah. So this episode sucks. Um, <laughs> uh, no, this episode is incredible. Um, people spend so much time thinking about like how great the opening movie is um because that's what most people have only seen yeah um but you forget that like this series is full of moments like this episode that just like take your breath away like Mm. everything in this this episode like the great the great just like you said the great action sequences of like the arrows raining down and then jack kind of like figuring out how to combat that uh mixed with like the mixed with like the artful quality of like the the quiet scenes of yeah of jack in the snow and we barely incredible. even see jack for like the first almost the first half of the episode he's not even really right. there um and we don't like need him to be like this episode uh is just is just incredible like with with what it how much it does with like so little content like we mm-hmm. spend almost all of our time just in this clearing uh with the tower um and it, it, and what they do with that, um, with the sound design in this episode and like the music and everything, um, it, it's all so subtle, uh, but it's just like, just so well done. Um, really, really great stuff. Yeah. They really do a great job with like u- utilizing every part of the medium. Like they're great visual storytellers. Uh, 
a lot of episodes don't have a lot of dialogue going on. Like there's, there's always going to be some speaking because it is like a children's cartoon. You need to keep their attention, but we right. get a lot of like prolonged sections of just kind of quietness and, and just setting up this, the, the nature scenes. Uh, I think I might start uh, ranking these episodes. I might keep Uh-oh. a running, I might keep a running rank of the episodes. Um, cause I, I want to say this one will probably take the top <laughs> spot right now. I think that's a reasonable thing to start doing. And I've, I think I've kind of been mentally like stacking up the episodes yeah. against each other so far. Um, but I think I would have to agree with you here. Uh, this, I think so far has really been like the top moment of mm-hmm. the series and it'll be hard. <laughs> like, I, I know that there are a lot of great episodes that come up in future seasons and everything, but like, oh man, it's just so hard to top what happened. Yeah. This, this 22 minutes that we just described for very over cool. an hour. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, great, 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 great stuff. Um, kind of has me like, I, I've been enjoying doing this podcast very much and like going through all of these old episodes, but like, it's got me like re-energized to be like, yeah. Yeah. Every time it gets a little slow and maybe you're starting to feel like, ah, it's kind of like getting a little low. It, it, it kicks it right back. They know how to hook, hook you right back in. Um, and, uh, it's it's only going to get better from here. Um, great episodes coming up to close out uh, season one. And uh, yeah, I can only say to you so many times, uh, this episode was great. Yeah, they're, they're all great. <laughs> they're all great in their own ways. So far, there uh, hasn't been, really been a stinker. No. Yeah. Um, and there are some. Yeah, there are definitely some clunkers, but with enough episodes like this mixed in where uh, it's it's going to keep me extremely invested as we go forward. Mm-hmm. Just like I hope everyone listening to this podcast uh, remains extremely invested going forward. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna take you through it all, folks. We're gonna we'll be your guides to the world of Samurai Jack. In case you're just joining us and you don't know what what our mission <laughs> here is. Uh, what did we just talk about? Uh, One Punch Man. Oh yeah, I like uh, when he uh, shaves his head in the start of every episode. <laughs> yeah, I think he just he picks his head. Is that where he gets all of his strength from? Is the bald head? Yeah, well, if, if you watch later into the series, they d- they disclose how uh, he his hair is cursed actually, and so whenever oh. he has hair, it's sapping his strength. Is it like a bayonetta thing where it's cursed hair? Yeah, kind of like the opposite though. Yeah. Oh, got it. Um. Bayonetta isn't Bayonetta's like entire clothes just her hair. Uh, I want to say uh, I think all of it is. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so stupid. Um, but I like when she shoots the gun from her uh, heels. Yeah, yeah. I like when she uh, talks to <laughs> Satan at the bar. These are games. <laughs> these are games that I've played, and all I could say was, "I like when she shoots the guns from her heels." And like, I don't I really should... know. I don't know where we're going with this bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 it's all right. We can cut it off. No, we shouldn't um, keep it. <laughs> Fuck it. Print it. Send it. <laughs> um, and I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. Um, and yeah, we will. We will be back every single week. Um, next week, episode eight, and. Uh, Thanks so much for listening to us. Um, if you want to hit us up at uh, our email line at gotarecap at gmail.com, you can tell us um, everything you know about Bayonetta and One Punch Man. Yeah, send us um, your your personal rankings for the episodes uh, so far, and we, yes. will, uh, we will tell you how wrong you are. <laughs> unless you're right. Uh, unless you're right. Our listeners are always right. 
Uh, you can reach out to us there. Uh, you can follow us on social media. Got a recap, uh, Instagram, t- Twitter, Facebook. Uh, it's been great to see you all there so far, except for that one coward who won't get the tattoo of our podcast art. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, if you could drop us a review on your podcast service, especially Apple Podcasts, uh, that's going to be a huge help for us and we would be forever indebted to you. Uh, please take a little time and, uh, you know, throw us a little five-star rating. Yeah, just do it. Just What are you waiting for? Why haven't you done it? God. Seems, yeah, seems You're being silly really, really selfish, you know? <laughs> <laughs> We've been meaning to talk to you. Um, uh, Brendan, thanks for, thanks for joining me again. I had a good time today. Yeah, this was a good one. Thank you for having me. Of course. And uh, I'll see you next week, just like I'll see the rest of you for episode eight. And uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, we'll catch you all later. Goodbye. Bye. We see two deer gently scratching at the earth to reveal the grass. The grass hidden beneath. Then munch, munch, munch. <laughs> <laughs> they munch their hungry boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>